There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So I was in the shower. I was cleaning my ass and making all shirts all sparkly. Thank you, clean. I'm not the funny one. I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. Music, wine. The glory holds like a, a like dick theater. I've imagined your pants. Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. We're not sluts. We just love love. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another week here at By the By. Hello, everyone. How are you? Good. Yeah. (laughs) You have caught us in the middle of a kind of crazy, busy week. I am currently doing a development on a play, and as such, we're going to have to go in the way, way back machine. (gasps) I know. Shock and horror. I know. And we're going to give you... Kind of a funny story that I had to re-listen to to remember the tragedy and the pain and the trauma and the drama. Oh, I still remember it very clearly. (laughs) And the chafing. (laughs) (laughs) Before we get into the subject matter, let's do a little bit of housework here. Look, we have a pendulum party on Friday. So this is coming out on Wednesday. It's this coming Friday, Mm -hmm. Pendulum 21. Hoping that the only person who isn't invited is Omicron. And that we all stay nice. I and mean, healthy. also the cousin Delta, right? Cousin Delta, yeah. Fuck you, cousin Delta. <laughs> yeah. I hate you so badly. We are going ahead with the um, with the party. Everybody who is coming must be vaccinated, so that's a plus. I know you can still get it, but yeah. You know, look, we're we're just having to push on. Everything else is going on. We're just going to keep doing it. It's yeah. all right. Yeah. Our Discord people, our Patreon supporters, you are in the final throes of being able to get in and get your voices heard on our 300th episode. We have a list of questions that have been sent out to all of our followers on Patreon. And we have gotten a, I believe it's a metric shit ton. It may be an imperial shit ton, but it's a shit ton of of responses. And yeah, so we're taking the voices of our listeners and creating our 300th episode with those voices. Yeah, it's really exciting. I'm, I'm Yeah, I'm excited to get it all together. It's going to be awesome. Uh-huh. Uh, and look, we'll share it with all y'all, even though Yay. you're not a supporter. That's all right. But if you want to support us, you go to patreon.com slash by the by podcast and you can support us at any level for as little as 50 cents an episode. That's like nothing. I don't know. That's nothing. Nothing. Uh, used, to, that's, used to be you could buy a can of Coke for that. Not anymore. <laughs> you remember the good old days? <laughs> Back in my time... <laughs> You can buy a vibrator for 50 cents. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's like that anymore, Grandma. No, no, it's not. Uh, yeah, so we've got uh, a trip coming up. Uh, we're going up north for the exclusively RHP. That's next week, hopefully, yep. provided yep. we can leave the state. We'll yep. see how the uh, 
It goes. Yeah. yeah. Taking it all day by day at this point. That's right. End of the month, we're going out west uh, to the Perthal region to, again, join the lovely group at uh, exclusively RHP. Assuming the Perthal region will have us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just, yeah, it's going to yeah. be exciting. Yeah. It's going it, it's, it's to be touch and go for the next uh, couple of months, That's I right. think, on we'll, all, all of our trips. We'll, we'll see what we can do. We'll do what we can do. And then, you know, we'll make the best of whatever it is. Agreed. And hopefully it's not too... <laughs> So, uh, yeah, yeah, it should be all right, though. Yeah. Okay, so with that, I mm-hmm. think that's all the housekeeping, right? I think it is. Awesome. Let's talk, let's talk about chastity. Yeah, let's, let's do that. <laughs> it's not something I really want to participate in again, but do you remember that time back in 2018 when we did the chastity challenge with Danny Lakey? And it seems like it was a lifetime ago now. <laughs> it, it was a lifetime ago, <laughs> and I do remember... Uh-huh. Our, our late evenings with Wakey Wakey, it's Danny Lakey, uh, and how we ended up somehow foolishly volunteering, all of us, uh-huh. for the Chastity Challenge. We recently, if, if you've watched tw- uh, Twitter any, uh, we didn't post a lot of pictures, but we, we recently had the wonderful, read terrible, idea... <laughs> To do a chastity challenge. Yes. Dum, dum, dum. And actually, that is actually dum, dum, dum. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was dum, <laughs> dum, dum. <laughs> yeah. So that was, I think interesting is an interesting word. Uh-huh. So do we want to talk about the origin of the challenge or do we want to first talk about the origin of chastity? Let's first talk about the origin of chastity belts. So we'll let you do this because you did all this. Not, sh- not necessarily chastity itself, but chastity belts. You did all this research and whatnot. And, no, um, I- you know, as I recall, chastity was one of the seven virtues from last episode. <laughs> but let me tell you, it was not a virtuous thing. So let's tell me where did chastity play come from? All right. So I... You said I did all that research. I did a little bit of research. Uh, More than what I did. I'm Googling it on my phone right now while you talk. So chastity belts, you know, we kind of, I would say that most people think of them as coming about during the Middle Ages. And that's generally what was previously thought was that chastity belts were worn by women in the Middle Ages to keep them from having sexual intercourse. So like the men would go off to battle and this would keep the women pure while their men were gone. But there's not a lot of real evidence for that. And so the question is, did they actually exist or, or did they not? And generally, it looks like what I found, anyway, from briefly looking around, is that chastity belts were first mentioned in a book by Conrad Kaiser in 1405. And he was a German engineer and artist. I hear it was that year's uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, terrible. Prob- probably. <laughs> probably was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> Wilhelm Kaiser. <laughs> yeah, it probably was. Uh, but apparently the the concept of the chastity belt was in an afterword. And so it was not even like a real main part of it. But it generally people seem to think that it was a bit of a joke. And it then became, the chastity belt became uh, the subject of satire after that. But there's been a lot of question as to, you know, I mean, there are examples of chastity belts in museums and places around. So the question is, did they ever, were they ever actually used or not? And it seems as though the consensus now is probably not, especially 
when you think about the practicality of it, and we'll get into that when we talk about actually wearing them, but the practicality of it, like especially the ones that you often see that are the hard metal and that kind of thing, and that would really cut in and, and wear grooves and sores on a woman if you're wearing it for a long term, you know, day after day after day. And that just doesn't seem very practical because you would end up with these infected wounds on your legs and around your genitalia. And that's not a not a good thing. So I don't really see how that could have ever been a thing for a long term wear. So it's generally believed that it's more of a myth than a fact at this point. But it is, uh, chastity play is a big thing in the, the BDSM community. And admittedly going into it, I didn't think that we would like it. Spoiler alert, we didn't like it being on the receiving <laughs> end. But I actually do really like the idea of, of playing with a male partner and having that control over them and, and just being able to, to tease and to torture and punish depending on how they behave. But at the same time, for a much smaller period of time than what we did. So, because we, we probably, I think we went a little too long. Um, but another kind of going back to the history of the chastity belt, though, what a lot of people say is that the idea of the chastity belt and like this medieval chastity belt kind of makes us feel better now and like look at how backwards that society was then and look how far we've come now because we don't do this except that we do in bdsm play (laughs) (laughs) but it is a bit of a you know it it, i don't know that it was ever actually really a a thing that people did to keep themselves from having sex i think it was more of a myth and and it does generally make society feel better when they feel like they've progressed from previous societies yeah, and I've seen a lot of things where it says that they were worn for decorative. So yeah. I would think of it more as lingerie than actual right. point of chastity. Right. I will say some quick searching found an article from 2001 from Fox News, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of ironically hilarious, um, where they had top 10 facts about chastity belts. Mm-hmm. And the first one was basically, we don't know if anybody ever wore them, but then the next nine were all, this is how people were forced to wear them. Um, so take that with, with a, a grain of salt. So I don't, I should have written this one down, but I did see some article somewhere about Romans wearing a piece of cloth around their waist and like tied together with a rope and then during marriage, so like during a marriage ceremony, and the women would have the rope around their waist and it was tied in a knot. And so the men had to untie the knot before they would have sex after the wedding. And so it could be that that was sort of a chastity belt type thing as well, you know, and or at least in, in symbology. Yeah. Uh, so there's, you know, there's a lot of things that Which are... Which I kind of like that. Yeah. Um, and But can you imagine if, like, the woman was really good at tying knots and you uh-huh. were really shit at untying knots? And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't care anymore. She really didn't want him to get in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. like, Damn you, you Gordian knot. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, and what was the one you were talking about where you were telling me about earlier, uh, where the museum had one that was dated? Yeah, I think it was, and I could be wrong, so I probably shouldn't say, but I'll say it anyway. I think it was the <laughs> British Museum, but somebody, one of the museums had a chastity belt that they had thought, you know, dated back to like the 1400s or something like that. It was really old and like, oh, this is a good example. And then they went back and they tested the metal of it and found out it was only from like the early 19th century. And so they took it down out of the collection. I love it. It's great. But, you know, we live, we learn. And and as our technology gets better, we can age things and find out a little bit of what's, what's fact and what's not. 
you know, I think, and there's still a lot of conjecture. So. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I think a lot of it is similar to those torture devices that we see in the sort of the Spanish Inquisition mm-hmm. kind of books, which were designed. You know, admittedly, they might have been used once or twice, but many of them were designed more as a this is what we're gonna do to you and people would as a threat yeah as a threat and once you see these pictures you're like okay you know what i'll tell you where the maltese falcon is but i think it was my gut tells me that it especially after experiencing it and seeing you experience it it's not something that in the 1400s especially on a day-to-day basis you couldn't well it's not even healthy because at that in those times if you got an infection you were dead um, yeah. Or it was a it was a swift a swift path to death. And just looking at you afterwards, you know, just the chafing that you experienced. That's yeah. I, you know, I think in, in the 1400s, it would have been so impractical because people would have been dying yeah. from infection. I, I do like the idea of it more as lingerie uh, or costume. Even like now with BDSM play, I I like the idea of it in that respect as opposed to just like a purely functional, we're going to keep you from having sex kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, psychological rather yeah. than physical. Yeah. 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 So. So talk about how the challenge came up. Why did you fuckers do this? <laughs> was what people are currently saying at home. <laughs> Probably along with what the fuck did you do? Um, so we've been doing for the past four months, five months, maybe mm-hmm. a radio show on the hit 104, the hit network down here in uh, Sydney. From midnight to, to 5 a.m. or 6 a.m., Dawn's with Lakey. Uh, and Danny Lakey is the radio host who I'm going to equate to a Australian version of... Howard Stern. Howard Stern. His name just blanked out. I always remember Robin because I loved Robin. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, he's he's... Australia's answer to Howard Stern, but he's a wonderful guy, very funny, and we've been doing the radio show with him. We're, we're his sexperts. <laughs> so we go in weekly and do, what, a 10, 20-minute spot yeah. with him? Yeah. And it's just chit-chatting and talking about sex and things that we've done and, and things like that. It's a lot like the podcast, only on public radio. Mm-hmm. So we were there one night without the, his producer, who is our wrangler and, and <laughs> clearly voice of reason, and while chatting on, on the radio... He asked us if we'd ever done worn a chastity belt or done chastity play, and we're of course like, no, we've we've never done that. And then it was like, we should do that. And I was like, well, we can go out right now and buy one. He was like, all right, let's do that. And so, and we're going to see who can wear it the longest. Yeah. And so by the end of the end of the radio show, it was like, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to go out and buy it right now, and we're going to see who can go the longest next week, next Monday, buddy. And so um, yeah. we left and then went to Everything Adult in Haymarket to visit uh, our friends there who uh, sold me a, uh, a cock cage. Yeah. Which we'll, dis- we'll discuss what they look like here in a bit. But they sold me the cock cage after showing me different varieties. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then advised Angela to go online to find yeah. uh, Lady's Chastity Belt. Yeah, so I went to a couple of places in Sydney, and basically they had all said that they had some for women, but it's not a big seller, and so they just didn't really keep them in stock. There was one place that did have some in stock, but uh, what I'd found in looking as well, not only there but also online, is that a lot of the chastity belts for women are leather. They're kind of more G-string style. They're not really practical for long-term wear. They're better for short-term, like a few hours or a play session, an evening, that type of thing. 
But when I'm looking at them and I'm thinking, I have to pee in this thing, I have to shower in it, that kind of thing, then it became a, a little more like I, I need something that's serious, not just like something for a play <laughs> yeah. session. And so Because you did find one that had a dildo and butt plug in it. And yes. We were like, we can cork you up for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are chastity belts for women that have dildos and butt plugs in them, which again, is, is good for a play session, but not necessarily... We didn't know how long we were going to be wearing this, so it's potentially days. And so I ended up finding a steel one online that was locally shipped, so I could get it in time. And it was right around the corner in Penrith. Yes, I think it was out of Penrith, but it was uh, steel, so it had a little strainer so I could pee through it. And yeah, and it had two, I guess the back, instead of being a G-string, it kind of came around and, and cupped more of the edges of my ass. And it had some nice little rubber on it so to prevent chafing and whatnot. So it was the best one that I found that wasn't stupid expensive. Because there are some gorgeous ones out there, let me tell you. But they are expensive. But there's yes. some beautiful, like, steampunk. What and was that? that ste- yeah, exactly. The steampunk one. How yeah. much was that? It was. There was one that was $1,600. $1,600. U.S., yeah. right? I don't know. It could have been Australian. It was great. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So... So she, you found yours online, yeah. And then, um, so we we got went and bought mine that night, mm-hmm. and then took a picture of it and sent it to Danny. And he texted it to Danny, and he was basically like, "Well, I guess this is real." <laughs> <laughs> so he went uh, went out and found one, and we've got some of the actual radio interviews that will pop in here and there. Yeah. Um, but his he ended up getting was metal. His was a metal cylinder with sort of um, uh, three bars that went at the end to, you know, at the head of the cock. It was more open at the head. Yes, much more open. Especially than yours, yeah. But now his did have a removable sounding bar. Yes. So he, he took Ugh. the sounding bar out. He did not use that. But, you know, for people that like that, yeah, I'd never, I guess it's kind of like the female chastity belt coming with a butt plug or a dildo. I just never thought about a, a cock cage coming with a sounding bar. But it Yeah, did. me neither. <laughs> Which, I gotta be honest, I'm pretty sure my, my brain was happy not ever thinking about that. But after, <laughs> after seeing it, and I love Danny, he hands it to us and he's like, how do I put this on? Because... And we'll talk about it a bit in the, uh, later, but the the part that hooks around your testicles and shaft, it's not that big. No, it's and not. And Danny's was solid metal. And he's looking at this, and then he goes, and what's this pin in the center? He goes, <laughs> that's not supposed to go in my pee hole, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it was very funny. Us, and I, Just I, I figuring it out. <laughs> one, he, he's... he's you know he's vanilla but he's kind of coming into it mm-hmm. and us i'm gonna say we're pretty experienced but when we come to something like this that it was completely outside of our com- yeah. normal comfort zone it was sort of a well this is a learning experience mm-hmm. so that's how we started this chastity challenge do you want to talk about what your cock cage looked like yeah so i was advised by the sales team at um at, at everything adult to go with a plexiglass one. And they had three different choices of, of types of cock cages. They, we had the this plexiglass uh, plastic Poly- polycarbonate one. Polycarbonate or something Polycarbonate, yeah. yeah. I keep saying plexiglass because it, it reminds me of plexi. I, yeah. It probably isn't. Then there was the metal, mm-hmm. and then there was the silicone. So when I first saw the silicone, I was like, oh my God, this is great. That's perfect because it's, it's going to be comfortable. It's soft. It's soft, and it's not too heavy. But then the nice lady said, yeah, but it also doesn't have may- very many air holes and you're going to sweat like a motherfucker and that's how funguses are grown. Mm-hmm. So 
after she pointed that out, I was like, yeah, nah. She said, this is a temporary one. It's not one that you would probably want to wear for a long extended period. Cool. And then she gave me the, handed me the metal one, and my hand just went, you know, it was like so heavy. It's heavy, yeah. Like, I can't wear this. Because I was also having to go into the real world and do work, real work. So, showing me the, pla- the, the plastic one, it's not very big. I would say it's about four inches if you're in the States. Um, but if you're in, you know, for mm. in centimeters, probably six centimeters. Say four to five. Four inches. to five inches, six yeah. centimeters, seven centimeters. I don't know. It's, it's not curved, so it depends on which way you're measuring it. But True, yeah. fair enough. But then it's got a, a pee hole that is tiny. I can just barely stick my pinky in there. And then on each side, two rectangles that are cut in again that I can barely stick my pinky in on either side. So it's for so it's, you can breathe. Then comes the complex part. and well, this Well, not so you can breathe, but so your well, junk can breathe. <laughs> well, he's part of me, okay? Um, we've got... Uh, this thing is in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight pieces, not counting the lock. I mean, so this is... Getting into it was like those brain teasers that you used to have as a kid, you know, like, where you can get the nails apart. <laughs> I was trying to put the nails together because the manual is... It's clearly made for people who know what they're doing. There's no manual. There's no exploded vision of this so that you can figure out how to put it together. It took me two videos on YouTube to figure out how to put this thing on. Bless you, YouTube. Bless you. So it's basically two little horseshoes with a pin through them and then a giant horseshoe that goes around your, uh, like, that you would wear like a cock ring. So it's your shaft and your balls. And then the little cage that goes over it. And then a lock goes into the end of one of the pins. I know. It, it's complex. Okay. So, the cock ring part, they, it did come for different sizes. I think there was four different rings. I could barely squeeze in to the largest ring. And I know Danny had the exact same problem. Yeah. That it was extremely tight. Um, it's not comfortable. And I was like, it doesn't have to be this small to to for it to stay on so i'm confused as to why you'd want to keep this on the only thing i can think of is it's even more torturous because as you start to get an erection you can't get rid of the erection Mm -hmm. um now it wasn't so i didn't have the one on so tight that that would prevent me from losing the erection but it was one of those every time i got an erection my testicles would just throb if you've ever had blue balls it was exactly like feeling having blue balls so, I crammed my junk in here. Mm-hmm. It was very uncomfortable. And then you put it all together. Like that. Yeah. And then you put the pins in. Like that. Yeah. And then you locked it on. And then I don't have the lock, but you imagine a lock. Lock. And that was it. Mm-hmm. And from that point on, I hated my life. <laughs> um. Should we play the first clip of the first day? Yeah, we can play. We've got a clip, I think, from all three of us. Okay. Locking so we in. Ha- so we have three clips. No, I think mine was actually after It was after locking in. Okay. But, and I don't remember about yours. His was definitely locking in. But we'll play all three of the day one clips now. All right, little guy. You've been good to me, but it's time to lock you up for a couple of days. Nice knowing you. You'll be alright without me. It's so tight and taut. Oh. Wow. No, no, no. I'm doing it wrong. I must be doing it. Ow. Oh my god, it's. Why must your girth be so thick and Viking like? Oh god, Jesus Christ. 
Oh God, get around me. Ow, ow, it's pinching. Get around me. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. <sighs> Done. Key out. Lock on. Penis in place. Dear diary, currently six minutes into the chastity belt challenge and it hurts walking up and down the stairs. Dear diary, 22 minutes into the chastity belt challenge. I'm about to do my first piss. So this doesn't get everywhere. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. I got everywhere. Oh my god. Stop. 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 I can't stop. I can't stop. Oh my god. I got Oh god. Oh god. Nikki's not gonna be happy. It was actually a little bit difficult to find clothing to wear over this. <laughs> Not that it takes up a lot of space, um, but the chastity belt does sit a bit around more my waist more so. But I managed to find a, a skirt that kind of sits under just a little bit and a top that fits over and nobody's gonna notice. All right, so I used the restroom for the first time with the chastity belt on. Uh, it was not as difficult as I thought it would be. So basically there's a metal strainer part that I can pee through. It wasn't, it wasn't too bad. The strangest thing for me was sitting down on the toilet while wearing the chastity belt because it was a bit like I hadn't pulled my underwear down. And so it was kind of strange to feel that and then know that I'm still supposed to just let go and pee. But yeah, overall it was strange experience, not terrible, and it's not a deal breaker. So I'm still going strong. Okay, so we've hit sort of a good news, bad news sort of situation. Um, I put on my underwear and holy geez, I look like I'm hung like a horse. First, I should apologize to everybody that sat next to me on the bus today because I was manspreading like you wouldn't believe. The first attempt at peeing, well, the pee hole isn't large enough to drain for my volume of urination. Um, so it overflowed a bit and came out the side windows, um, which meant that I was basically peeing everywhere. Um, so yeah, not, not a terribly pleasant experience, the whole urination thing. Okay, second trip to the bathroom. I uh, sat to pee. Much better results. I guess that's my future for now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God, I'm still, I'm, I'm traumatized. <laughs> like... I like I like the fact that we experiment and we do shit like this. Uh-huh. I hated this. <laughs> and just and just remembering it brings yeah. trauma to my fragile little brain. Um So I did find what was interesting on mine is that there were two locks because there's one that adjusts like the middle part that goes between the legs kind of up and down and then there was the one around the waist. And so it was quite adjustable between them all and putting it on that took a few moments to find the settings where it was going to be not just for now but long term the most comfortable because some one setting I found like one little hole was better if I was standing up but then another was better if I'm sitting down so it was like okay which am I going to do more of standing up or sitting down so which one did you do more of sitting down okay yeah I figured because standing up I it was not it was uncomfortable, but it wasn't terrible. Sitting down was the worst. And so, yeah, I just was like, I'm going to try and be as comfortable as possible when sitting down. Yeah. Because it's pretty wide between my legs. You know, it's, it was. It's, yeah. And especially, like, you know, I don't have thigh gap or anything. So, it, you know, there's a lot of stuff there. <laughs> you don't got thigh gap. You do no. got thigh gap. Not that much thigh gap, no. but it's. But, it's, yeah, it was, it was interesting. And then the other, like you heard on the audio clip, the 
one of the big challenges for me is that most of my work clothes are more fitted through the waist. And because it did sit on the waist, it was I had to go digging for some kind of looser, <laughs> more billowy shirts and a skirt that I could wear over it that you know doesn't show it. And yeah, that was a little more challenging. Yeah. And for me, I will say getting it in, I had, it was easier for me, I think, than Danny because yeah. Danny's had to close. It was hinged. So it was a ring that closed. So he had to force the ring closed. My ring was, or my, that, that, the horseshoe part that I stick my testicles and shaft through is fixed. Mm-hmm. So I just had to squeeze myself through a small hole or a small gap rather than try to squeeze the ring around me, which Oh, my God, the poor guy. I think he told us it took him 15 minutes to get it on. 12, I thought. Yeah, yeah. so a, a long time. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, <laughs> and, and then so his partner wasn't thrilled about it either. Um, no. But, yeah, so my, you know, putting on underwear, I was like, whoa, this is amazing. Because I'm like, I look gigantic because I am not gigantic, but it's nice to pretend sometimes. Um, <laughs> And it was like it's like it's like my junk's wearing a suit of armor. I like this. And I was like, this is gonna be all right. And then I grabbed my favorite pair of pants out of the closet. I put it on, and I couldn't even get them close to buttoning. And it was just like so tight. I was like, nope. So I ended up wearing pants that I brought from the states that I haven't worn in four years because they're big baggy chinos, and I barely fit in there. And it's like it's one of those things, and I really don't know how guys that are really hung do this because like I'm either down my right pant leg or I was down my left pant leg. Because normally, uh-huh. I'm like, okay, I'm up, my underwear holds me secure, and I don't have to worry about my pant legs. Uh-huh. But this was bringing me down. So that means that every time I sat down, I was pulled, I was listing the one <laughs> side or the next. Every step I took up the stairs, one was easy, one hurt. One was easy. I'm like, fuck. You should have done the side thing like I had to do after my foot surgery, <laughs> where you go up sideways one foot at a time. I- you know, I would have butt scooted, but then everything, <laughs> like every stair would have crashed the testicles and I would have been like, oh my God. So, so that was, that was struggle number one. Mm-hmm. Struggle number two for me was on the bus. I'm, I, I fight the man spread. Yeah. Like if somebody's man spreading, I'll say, oh, excuse me. Can I sit there? Just because don't be a cunt. But now I wonder if those guys are all wearing chastity belts or cock cages. And I feel bad for them because I want to like pet them on their little heads and be like, oh, honey, I'm sorry. Because I was basically taking up a seat and a half by myself. I was spread out so far because my testicles were throbbing. And, and like it was, oh, yeah. So I was man spreading. Every bump on the bus was uncomfortable. Yeah, I will say that riding on the bus, I this was the one time that I actively wanted to stand and I would like I'm not gonna sit down because it is you know bouncy and whatever and and that was just not comfortable with this metal between my legs so I did stand on the bus as much as I could yeah yeah and it it was one of those things that and and listeners will will probably get this my motto for this entire uh, 29 hours was well this is me now 31. You made it 31. 31. I did make it over. That's right. Yeah. I was like, well, this is me now. And I was like, I'm man spreading. And I felt bad. I did feel guilty. But I was like, fuck <laughs> it. I don't care. And at one point, somebody did try to sit next to me. And I I, I lessened my man spread, but still kept it close. Uh-huh. And my leg was right up against his leg. And I'm pretty sure he was like, why is this guy flirting with me? And I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm, my testicles are tender. But you, how do you tell a stranger that on the bus? I'm sorry, my... Sorry, our legs are touching. My testicles are tender. You know, that's a pretty good way to get a seat to yourself. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I should have had a t-shirt on. I'm manspreading because my testicles are tender. Yeah. 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 See? Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> that can be a t-shirt. I'm not manspreading. I'm wearing a cock cage. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was, that was bad. Mm-hmm. And then got to, got to the place I was working that day. Trying to talk to my customer was nearly impossible because it's like, honestly, I felt like I was fucking Charlie Brown. Because all I heard, not that I was having sex with Charlie Brown, but I was, anyway. Um, all I heard from people was, Like Charlie Brown's teacher? Yeah. It's like, ugh. It was so hard to focus on anything work-related. So were you thinking about it in a good kind of sexual way or in a holy shit, this hurts, I want out of it kind of way? Well, I was thinking about it in a I have to beat Danny sort of way. (laughs) And I kept thinking, all right, we'll see. Who's made of stronger stuff, Danny or me? Danny or me? And I was like, it's got to be me. I've got to be made of stronger stuff. You're like... Come on, Bradford. Come on, pull your shit together, man. Like you, you're a kinkster. You're you're you know you're in the swinger world. You're grr. Yeah. So that was basically all. So you were giving yourself pep talks all the time. Yeah. Okay. I think I listened to Eye of the Tiger like fifty times in that (laughs) day and a half. Rise it up. Yeah. (laughs) Which is not what my testicles are doing. I'm at. It's like oh god, swell it up. Into the night. Yeah, that was basically. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Yeah, so um, mm-hmm. it was, it was that was work was horrific, and like you, I stood to work the entire day. Um, we had chairs, but every time I sat in a chair, it was just incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah. It didn't hurt, and I keep saying it hurt, and I just I, uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, yeah. on a scale of one to ten, the pain at times was a six or seven, but I'd say on average was a two. Hmm. Um, but the uncomfortableness was, was topping out at 11. Yeah. Um, and that was through most of the, t- most of the day and a half. Yeah. I tried to do as much standing work and walking around and things as I could, as opposed to sitting. But what I also found was that when I would bend down to get things from like the bottom drawer, <laughs> bending down was really difficult. So I felt like I had to do like the really pregnant lady, like bend down. <laughs> well, you do. You were also waddling. I was waddling a little. Well, yeah, because there's like. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. We'll have to put a picture up, but it was like a couple of inches between my legs, or at least a good inch and a half. It was, yeah, it's, I just could not put my legs together fully. So it was, uh, I, I did have a, a slight waddled. It wasn't too bad, but it was. It, it was cute. People probably thought I was pregnant if they had actually paid attention yeah so it was kind of cute yeah watching you with a pregnant waddle it makes me think <laughs> that god she'd be fucking hot if she was pregnant um 
So the next challenge, see, I'm saying not problem. See, I'm now trying to be optimistic. Uh-huh. The okay. next challenge was peeing. Yeah. Look, I described it already in the pee hole. I don't know. Look, it just, I was kind of pushed up against. I couldn't get the my urethra to line up with the pee hole perfectly. And then when I pee, I fucking pee. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> you don't uh, control your speed very well. <laughs> well, I don't have to normally. <laughs> like it's it's like a it's a it's a all or nothing kind of thing. And so I started peeing, and suddenly I'm like, "Well, I feel wetness around my head." And I look down because I don't know. I guess I wasn't paying attention anyway. And and urine is now spraying out of the side. <laughs> rectangles um and i was doing this at a customer site and so it's i'm not because it's coming out the rectangles and not the end of the pee hole i mean it's dripping out of the end of the pee hole but i think my my cock had blocked most of the pee hole and so it's just spraying out the sides and it's of course going to either side of the toilet rather than in the toilet i was gonna ask if you were at a urinal or a toilet i was at a toilet because yeah because that's something you want to have to explain to somebody (laughs) at a urinal i i avoided urinals like like hey buddy how's it oh my god you. I mean, wife and I are doing a chastity challenge. It's you know, it's a new thing. Yeah, no, I'm not. That is not so. Especially Australian blokes, you know, like good eye, Mike. Like, oh crikey, your wanger's in a cage. I don't know. That's that's Australian right there. We just lost most of our Australian listeners. I think we need to give everyone a moment to either sob or laugh. <laughs> Oh, that ain't a cock cage. This is a cock cage. Um, yeah, so it started spraying out all over the whole fucking cubicle. So then I feel guilty. So I shake off as best as I can. And let me tell you, there's still liquid in there. So I sat and pee for most of the day. And so what I did was very delicately took some toilet paper and I've, I fashioned my own Q-tips out of mm-hmm. toilet paper. I basically MacGyvered me some Q-tips. Um, I don't understand why women don't do this with tampons. I mean, it's not that hard. Just come on, suck it up. Anyway. so To do what? For tampons. But I made the Q-tips so I could stick it into the side and then mop and dry up the inside of the What do you think a tampon page. is? It's basically a little balled up thing of cotton. No, no. That's what I'm saying. Fashion your own. I can make a Q-tip to clean out my cock cage. Why can't you make your own? Why do we have to buy tampons? Because I don't want any little bits <laughs> to be stuck up inside of there. Well... Fair enough, because I did have a piece of toilet paper that I really had trouble getting out until the next time I peed. But it washed itself out. So there you go. (laughs) All I'm saying is that I made a... And then, so I managed to get the toilet paper in. And at one point, this is, spoiler alert, later, like this third pee. Because I did this every time I peed. I made a a long pee. And I managed to get it through the first one and the other one. And I sawed it back and forth, drying off like you would a towel on Uh your back. Yeah, only my... It was like washing... It was like drying off your pee-pee with a (laughs) miniature towel. It was great. Anyway... So, because I, I couldn't let any urine stay in the... No. In the, yeah. it, 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 like, physically, you, you my You know what brain. you should have used instead? Because I carried a whole pack with me the entire time. What? After Dark Intimate Wipes. You should have taken oh, that and rolled it up. That would have been smart. then it has the antibacterial bits That would have been smart. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was considering canned air, like you spray your keyboard. <laughs> <and you're, laughs> All right. There you go. <laughs> that would be just great. Um well, that spiked really high. Sorry for going deaf, people. Um, microphone people are going deaf. Ah! Anyway. Um, so, yeah. And then I felt guilty because I was like, there's pee everywhere. 
So I took the toilet paper and I mopped up after myself. So I well, left. That was the, considerate. I left the bathroom as clean as I found it, which isn't terribly clean, but it was pretty clean. Um, yeah. So that was my pee story. Okay. So I'll tell you a bit about mine, but we also, I think, have both on a little snippet that we'll play in a moment because we have Danny's first pee as well. <laughs> Danny's um, first pee. He actually recorded himself. So if hearing people pee turns you on yeah. or off, um, just wait for it. I think it was in the second clip. I don't think it was in the first one. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so whenever I went to use the restroom for the first time, I had, like I said before, I have the little strainer, so my pee goes through the strainer part. Because in case your pee is chunky, you can... You know. Okay, they were big little straight <laughs> holes, but but it was it wasn't solid, so I could pee. It wasn't like I had to move the chastity belt to one side or the other, which wasn't happening to pee. So it was good, but it felt really strange because I mean it's it's still on, and you sit down on the toilet, and you know you're still like pulling your underwear down and stuff, and it was just weird because I felt like I was sitting on the toilet in my underwear and I'm still supposed to pee. And so it was just took about a half second for me to get past that mental hurdle of, okay, I can let go and pee now. But I really, really had to, so I was doing it anyway. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> so then afterwards I was like, like you, like there's a lot of liquid and, you know, it's, it's metal and then there's the rubber part, you know, to keep it from chafing too badly. And so I, I wiped off with... Um, toilet paper a little bit but I did carry around a pack of the after dark intimate wipes with me the whole time and every time I peed I would both clean myself and clean off the chastity belt as well because like I really don't even though it's metal and whatever I just don't want to take any chances of anything growing or anything getting infected just because of this silly little challenge so I did clean up as good as I could afterwards with the after dark wipes every time uh, but yeah, should we go ahead and play the day two audio now? Yes. Okay, so here's day two audio. Day two. I still feel like I'm wearing a diaper. Walking is getting easier, as is sitting. And I think a lot of that is due to the fact that there is no defined end point and that I just have to accept that this is the way life is now and, and figure out how to deal with it and make it as best as possible. If there was a defined end point for this, then I would be counting down the hours and oh my gosh, can't wait, can't wait, can't wait. But not having that just kind of makes me accept that this is my life now and I have to figure it out and deal with it. Okay, so sleep last night was rough. I woke up probably every hour. Um, woke up to some minor bruising uh, around the genital area. And uh, yeah, it's starting to get really, really tight in, the, in my testicle region. Really not sure how much longer I can do this. Note to self, in the future... Remember, talcum powder, baby powder, my balls are sweaty. This is uncomfortable. Update, I now have an itch I can't reach. It's driving me crazy. Um, I can't get my fingers through the, through the windows of the cage to scratch the itch. It's going to drive me mad. Oh my God, like it's just uncomfortable all the time. Yeah. Why did you do this? Can I take it off? You want me to, but I don't know whether your integrity will allow you to. Dear diary, 26 hours in. I hate to admit it, I hate to be a loser, but I've got a radio show to do and I need to sleep. I can't go another day interrupted with armory around my penis any longer. I literally think I'll be doing long-term damage. So, brings me great pleasure to grab the key. Yeah. 
And we're free. Easy. Easy there, boy. Ooh. It's been a tough 26 hours for you. All right. Well, there you have it. That's where we were on day two. That was our headspaces. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, sitting to pee. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm not judging anybody who sits to pee, but it's just public bathrooms are disgusting. And yeah, I, I mean, I always have massive mad respect for women who squat to pee or, or you know. I was going to say, sometimes we do the huffer thing in, yeah. in a dirty public toilet. Um, but my problem was I couldn't do that because then I would pee all over the toilet seat. <laughs> I don't think women have that problem. Um, it was. I will say though that it was interesting because after you told me about your first experience peeing, I'd already gone to the bathroom. But when I went back the next time, I actually leaned over to watch myself pee, and it did go all over inside the toilet bowl as well. Because again, with the strainer bits, it just spread it out. But it was inside the bowl, and that's yeah. when I told you I was like, "Oh, you should sit to pee because then at least it would be caught." And so then you came home that night. And you went to use the bathroom, and I was like, ooh, I want to watch you pee, because I wanted to see it go everywhere. Which, you know, let me tell you, that's something that, even a swinger relationship, we talk (laughs) about communication, let's keep open lines of communication, but to have your wife, while you're sitting naked on the toilet, squat down and look at you pee in the toilet, (laughs) while you're sitting on the toilet, and this is rare, I was kind of speechless. (laughs) Like, well, fuck, this is me now. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so some of this might be out of order. We're just, I, I'm just kind of, pop, as it's popping into my head, and admittedly, I don't remember what happened on day one or two or three or whatever, yeah. because it was all a fucking nightmare. Um, so sleeping. Let's talk about sleeping. Okay. Oh, baby Jesus. Sleeping was horrible. Um, I'm a stomach sleeper. Mm-hmm. And remember... Yeah, this thing was on my junk. So, couldn't really stomach sleep. You say that, but at some point I did see you on your stomach. No, you saw me in, an, in, a, in a modified side. <laughs> because I remember that, because I was laying on my left side with my right knee way up, mm. thus creating the triangle of safety. The knee, the le- left side, and the bed. So that triangle like of safety. Like a figure four, kind of. Except up a little higher. I like triangle of safety, but sure. Okay. If you want to say number four, <laughs> who is number four? Um, yeah, but in my triangle of, of safety, my my testicles and my junkicles, they in the cagicles could all be safe, and there'd be no pressure and no like pushing in on my my. Do men have a mons pubis? No, on my fupa. <laughs> on my fupa. Except yours isn't fat. But. No, but it's. Firm upper PP area. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so it, yeah, and it was horrible. I woke up every hour at least. Mm. I am one of those guys that I get an erection. Like, I know it's supposed to happen like three or four times a night. I'm probably once an hour, and that's what would wake me up every time is feeling my erection pushing against the cage on the inside, and then my testicles going, nope. All this extra blood's got to go somewhere. Why don't we store it? We'll hold it for you, penis. Uh, it's like, fuck you, testicles. Why don't you just let the blood go where it's supposed to in the rest of the body? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, I was going to say, I, I, know, I know from talking to Danny that he didn't get much sleep either. Uh, because he said the same thing. Like He just kept waking up. It wasn't comfortable. He didn't sleep well, which I think then kind of makes everybody a little cranky. Uh, <laughs> you were very cranky. 
I think the word you were looking you're looking for is I was lividly pissed off. Irate. I was irate. <laughs> I was like, well, I was chatting with Lola Lady at one point on the phone, and she was like, I can't talk to you. You're <laughs> you're being a bitch. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> like, ugh, yeah. And for me, sleeping in the chastity belt because it was metal, you know, around my waist and then down between my legs. It, I basically slept on my back most of the night, and I just equated it to. To me, in my head, it was like after I had my foot surgery. And so it's like there's one position. It's on my back, and this is what I can do. And it's that, I would say, kind of half sleep where you're not really fully Dozing. asleep. But you're aware of what's going on in your positioning and your body and your feelings the whole time. And so that's, for me, how I slept was I was constantly aware of if I tried to roll over, I couldn't. And, uh, you know, not very well, not comfortably, I couldn't sleep on my side because then it would really squeeze and rub between my legs and so I just tried to stay on my back as much as possible so then I was somewhat conscious of how I was laying and not moving too much because of that but I still woke up in the morning with on either side of the chastity belt on my like very upper thighs I still had uh, wounds so there were like scraped off parts yeah and I don't know if it was from the metal or from the rubber or what but, yeah, there were little scraped off bits. I was like, well, we're going to put Band-Aids on those now. Yeah, because you had little <laughs> wounds on the on your inner yeah. thighs for a while afterwards, a few days afterwards. Yeah, it took a few um, days to heal up. But I just put Band-Aids on, and I was like, yeah. I'm just going to keep going. We're not going to give up yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, which leads to, to me. Uh, on, the, on the second day, I ended up taking a mental health day from work because I was like, <laughs> I can't work like this. And I was like, I'm just going to – I ended up sitting on the leather couch – because it's nice and cool, and my balls were like radiating heat. I basically so sitting had, naked on the couch. Yes, I had a binary star system between my legs. So sitting against the couch was so nice because it's like, oh, this feels so good. And yeah, so I then took a shower that morning. Mm-hmm. That was another ordeal. So at this point, I did have a little bit of minor bruising around you know the top part where it was pushing, against, it was pushing your body. against me yeah, yeah. Um, and I kept having the problem because the the again the way the things held together is with three pins and one of the pins has a lock and the other pins there was supposed to be um well there was a metal tube that would kind of keep them from smashing together mm-hmm. but there was only one there was three different tubes in the kit but they were all different sizes uh, and it would have been helpful to have two of the same size because they kept pinching like and or the or the pins would start poking out so you would have like a small pin um head pushing into you yeah. which was not terribly comfortable so i jumped in the shower and showered off and then get out of the shower and of course it's i take nice hot steamy showers and then the inside of the cage is covered in a film of of moisture mm-hmm. and i'm looking like there's no way I'm going to dry all that. And the the while the the gaps are big, that's when still, you need, that's when you needed your canned air. I, I know, right? <laughs> um, it was, and so I'm like, this is how fungus gets grown. It's like, and then I'm thinking, like, instead of a penis, I'll just have mushrooms, and the only people who would like me is Mario. <laughs> and I didn't I like. I like the way your brain works. Well. <laughs> Yeah, but when he eats my mushroom, he gets bigger. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that sucked. 
And so I tried to dry off as best I could. And I think after that, I lasted for another couple of hours. Yeah. And after another couple of hours and looking down, there was still a little bit of moisture in there. I kind of got freaked out. I was like, that's it. I'm done. I'm calling it. Yeah. Um, so I took it off. I let my penis go. Let my penis go. And then, yeah, it was, it was, oh God, it was such sweet freedom. And then I had like bruising, a little light bruising around. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was, uh. Ugh. Yeah. So for me, uh, showering wasn't as bad because, it, you know, of course it's easier. I don't know. It's just this big metal belt thing going around. Yeah. And, and so I didn't think showering was too bad. Drying off wasn't bad. But again, it's a different surface area and a different configuration. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't think that that was, was too terrible for me. So but. I will say, as soon as I took it off, I was like, I'm going to get a massage. So I went and got a, a, a naughty <laughs> massage. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I need to take care of this, um, and I'm not going to take care of this by myself. I'm going to help have someone help <laughs> me take care of this. And so, uh-huh. um, yes, after 31 hours of, yeah. of chastity play, I went and got an erotic massage. And I will say, so Danny went for 26 hours. Yes. You were 31. Yes. And I was 39. 39 was not by choice. You would have been 31 hours and 15 minutes had yes. you known. Had, well, so I knew that you had taken yours off. In the afternoon, because you texted yeah. me. Yeah. So I knew that yours had come off, and but we didn't know about Danny. And so... It, and since he works at night and sleeps during the day, right. we assumed... Right. We assumed that he still had his on. And so we didn't know that his had come off, and we had, we had a Rule 34 that night. So we get to Rule 34, and I think somewhere along the way... In the second half of the show, because if it had happened yes. in the first yes. half during the intermission, I would have gone and taken mine off in the bathroom. But we didn't know until somewhere during the second half of the Rule 34 that he had taken his off at 26 hours. I was very angry. Because I was like, well, fuck, I could have taken mine off this afternoon or even before Rule 34 you or something. You were pretty pissed. It was like, yeah. it, was, it was one of those short-lived <laughs> furies. But yeah. I, I would look at you in your eyes and you'd be like, <laughs> Because I was not comfortable, and I just... Angela, smash! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was not happy. And so then it was like, as soon as Rule 34 was over, it's like, all right, let's go. We're going to get home. I'm going to take this off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so it ended up being right at 39 hours by the time I was able to take it off. Um, and that was just, yeah, that was awesome relief. And then go shower and clean up, and it was great. I'm pretty sure we had sex that night, too. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but should we go ahead and play the last like of the audio that we have? Sure, sure, because okay. we got one more, because we only lasted for three days. Yeah, yeah. And I think this is only you and I, maybe. But we'll play what we have. So showering was weird. Um, it's nearly impossible to get yourself completely clean, or how you feel is completely clean. I mean, it's diluted, but it's not clean. Uh, and then getting out of the shower, it's impossible to get yourself completely dry. So now I'm walking around with a little greenhouse um, on my junk, which, you know, is the great way to grow a fungus. So 31 hours into the chastity challenge and I'm out. I couldn't take it anymore. I took off the, the cock cage. Um, the testicles are, are, are swollen, not frighteningly swollen, but swollen. And I have a bit of bruising around my genitalia. So yeah, the struggle was too much. I couldn't take it. And between the struggle of peeing, finding pants that fit, uh, and going up and down stairs, the sweats, the itches, I couldn't take it anymore. So yeah, I'm out. All right. So I've learned two things today by continuing to wear this chastity belt. First of all, 
Sometimes I have to adjust the chastity belt when I sit down to make it a little more comfortable. And I feel a lot like a ball player adjusting their cup. Not sexy. Not at all. The second thing I've learned is that the chastity belt sits pretty snugly around my waist. And it feels a bit like after you've eaten a big meal on a holiday and your pants are too tight and you just really need to unbutton that top button to breathe a little better. It feels a bit like that. So... Basically, there's this mental thing going on in my head that I don't realize I'm hungry because it feels like there's a lot of pressure on my stomach. So I don't realize I'm hungry until my stomach actually starts growling and I'm all of a sudden starving. So that's been a, an interesting shift today. All right, so I just learned that I am the winner of the chastity challenge. Uh, apparently, Bradford gave in earlier today. So that means that I am the last one. I'm the winner. So suck it, boys. Now it is time for me to get out of mine. So let's uh, pull out the key here. See if we can work this lock. There we go. And take this off. Get this part off. Ah, oh, pussy freedom. Sweet, sweet pussy freedom. Yeah, so um, that, it, yeah. Um, see, I'm still speechless because mm-hmm. I'm just, grr. So I think I mentioned it in one of the audio ones. I forget if it was day two or day three. It might have been day three. But it was interesting, the effect it had on my appetite after a while. Because it didn't happen the first day or so. But after a while, because it did push, you know, it was sitting pretty snugly around my waist. And so it always felt like there was that pressure like you have on pants after a big, huge, like, Thanksgiving meal or something big. It felt like that. And so then I just never really felt hungry until all of a sudden my tummy started growling very loudly. And I'd be like, oh, apparently I need to eat. So that was a weird psychological thing that happened. That's funny. Yeah, and I don't know if we kept going, would that have continued or would that have evened out and kind of become back to normal kind of thing? I have no idea. Yeah, and that's interesting, though. It's like that's a new weight loss program, the chastity well. cha- the chastity <laughs> belt challenge. Uh, I'm not sure I would recommend it. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, okay, so in that time, like what was your worst, like what's, what was the worst part about it? Um, I would say walking. <laughs> which is like <laughs> I would say breathing. <laughs> well, I would either walking or sitting because sitting was uncomfortable, but at least it was stable. But walking sometimes it would rub a bit in between my legs, and yeah. sometimes I could pull it up just a little bit more, or like I have to pull it up to sit down so that the thinner parts, the kind of where it went to split um, to go around my ass cheeks so that that was a little more kind of in the middle. So yeah, walking, I would say, was the most uncomfortable just because it was just that rubbing kind of on the sides and stuff. But yeah, again, it was, yeah, just get used to it. It's, it's Especially not knowing how long this was going to go for. It was kind of like, all right, I, I have to find a way to, to deal with this, either physically or mentally, because I don't want to lose. this is me now. Well, as I said, I didn't want to lose, but at the same time, I'm pretty sure we all lost. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, bleak. I love it. <laughs> In the end, we all lost. What was worse for you? Um, sleeping was the worst because mm-hmm. I am one of those people that if I do not get a solid 10 hours of sleep, I am grumpy and I am not a happy person. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, ultimately, I think most people consider me a happy-go-lucky kind of person. I'm always smiling. I'm always, you know, 
there with a happy story or whatnot. And I found that I became very quiet and I was very, I was just in a bad mood and grumpy and I don't like that. And so I think that was hard on me as well. Um, Mm -hmm. And then peeing. So basically everything. Right. Um, so yeah. life. So life was life was the worst. Life sucked. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. I want to make this very clear to folks that are listening. People do this for fun, and if this is your thing, if this is your fetish, your kink, more power to you. You are a stronger human being than I could ever be. Yeah. We had these. You know, mine at least was you know professionally suggested, mm-hmm. and so you know it wasn't like I was wearing something that was the wrong size or whatnot. It, the person who sold it to me knows me. So, yeah. It, but I just. So ugh. I can I can get it for both males and females for short term play. Like I said, for an evening, for a few hours, maybe even a day. But anything beyond that, especially once you cross that sleeping threshold. Yes. To me, that kind of that gets to be a little much. Um, but like I said earlier, I do like the idea of having a male partner, which obviously won't be you. Nope, but she's taking uh, she's she's taking CVs and resumes. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I think it would be fun, you know, just to, to do that that play and the tease and the torture and and again the you know if you don't play by the rules kind of things and you get punished and whatever. It's just I like that, but I don't want to be on the receiving end. I don't want to wear the chastity belt. Yeah. So for sale, one slightly used <laughs> chastity belt. Yeah. So we 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 you know gave it a red hot go and. We've learned that it's not for either of us. We've learned a lot of things. Yeah. We learned that we should never be allowed to spend any time with Danny without producer Felix around uh-huh. to be responsible <laughs> and say, seriously, you guys, seriously, guys. Um, we learned that when we're together, you, Danny, and myself make terrible, terrible life choices. Um, we've learned that some pee holes are not big enough for some men. Uh-huh. Some men, look, some of us overflow in personality and we overflow in cock cages. But I will say as well, though, that Danny's had, he had a much bigger area because his was basically opened at the very bottom and then it just had the little wire bits. But he still said that pee went everywhere. But I think it's because of hitting those little yes, wire bits. Because it's coming then, out of pressure. Yeah. I mean, you ever put your thumb over a hose? Yeah. That's what's going on down there. I know, it's, it's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's see other things that I learned. I learned that maybe we shouldn't judge man spreaders. Oh, uh, sometimes. We we should always judge them, but just remember that they may have a cock cage on. So if you go to kick them, don't kick them in the nuts cuz seriously that would hurt. I I judge them when they're sitting in the handicap section man spreading and there's an old person or disabled person who either can't sit down or is having to really scrunch up because they're man spreading. That's that's true. That is evil. But if um, they're on a regular seat, well, it just depends. Yeah, that's true. Never, yes, yeah, because I would have been more comfortable standing, I'm sure. Yeah. But it would have looked odd for me standing on the bus when there was like three people sitting. I see <laughs> and people the, do the it all the time. Bus was empty. I see people do it all the time. They'll yeah. just come on and just stand. Uh, well, maybe yeah. I should have done that next time. Mm-hmm. If there is a next, there time. won't be a next time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I learned that once you take your cock cage off, you should probably clean it with a toothbrush because this thing is. I can wash this thing. It still looks kind of nasty. Throw the dishwasher. Yeah, I'll probably do that. That's actually not a bad idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you learn anything else that you would, any other thoughts and things that you would like to share with the folks at home? So I just thought it was interesting. And I think this goes back to our mental states and how we deal with things and uncomfortabilities 
is that you were a lot more vocal about how uncomfortable and how terrible things were, <laughs> whereas I kind of internalized more so, and I was just kind of, at, at some point, it would, you know, I, the first little bit, I was like, okay, this is awful, this is uncomfortable, but then it was that, but it's going to be like this for a while. I don't know how long, but it's going to be a while. So I have to figure out how to make it work. And it was just, I went into that mentality and that mode pretty quickly. So then it was more solution finding and, and I, you know, would bitch and moan a little bit, but not near as much as you did. So I thought it was interesting how we both dealt with that. Cause you did accept it after a while and, and figure it out, but you just were not happy about it. That just tells you that, you know, like I am, I'm normally not a brat, but apparently when you put a cock cage on me, I've yeah. become brat play because I was. You're right. I was and, and nobody would listen to me. Lola lady refused to take my calls. It's <laughs> <laughs> like like I need to complain to somebody. She's like, Well no gonna be me. I do like that one I think it was the the second night that you made a comment about you just don't understand how painful it is. And I got a little bit livid at that point because I was like, I'm pretty sure you don't understand how painful this is. I have like rub marks and skin missing from the inside of my legs. And yeah, women, I also think it's, it could potentially be that we're used to with periods and cramps and things, we're used to things being uncomfortable down there. Fair enough. Maybe not all the time, but you're used to some discomfort being in that area, whereas... Wait, so Males is this, aren't. wait, are you suggesting then <laughs> that I had the 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 chastity version of the man flu? <laughs> <laughs> you just you just don't understand. The struggle is real. You know, women have it easy. You know, the struggle is real. And I'm sure that I'm sure it's very individual cuz some guys particularly those who do like it, aren't going to complain. And then some women are, but right. so it's whatever. But I just think between the two of us, funny, it though. was interesting how we dealt with it. Look, I had I had chastity man flu, okay? So <laughs> you just, you don't understand. You don't know me. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that was... Uh, Yes, that was that our, was our chastity, ch- chastity few challenge. few days of wearing chastity belts and cock cages and, Yeah. Go out and try it if you want, but I would start in small increments. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, um, you know, on the price side, it was kind of pricey. Um, this one that I got for me was $95 Australian, mm-hmm. which I think in the States you could probably pick one up for 50 60 bucks. Yeah. So it's not terrible. It's it's entry level. Yeah. Um, and, but yours was pretty pricey. Mine was 160 with the steel and the metal and everything. There were the leather ones that were the G-string style that you could get for 40 50 bucks. But again, I was looking at practicality. I'm not going to pee with that on. Yeah. And so... Yeah, and it, but again, if you're wearing it for a few hours for play for you know an erotic session, then something like that is perfectly fine. And I also think you could do this in a way much like the Seinfeld episode. Just how long can you go without touching yourself? Um, yes, no masturbation kind of thing. I think that would be doable, but you then have to trust in your group that mm-hmm. no one's lying. Mm-hmm. Which why would you lie about that? Right. So yeah. Yeah. So that was, uh, yeah, that was the chastity, chastity challenge. Uh-huh. So did that bring back any memories? Yeah, my ears are now chafed. <laughs> I'm still a little bitter that you didn't tell me that I had won for like hours and I had to keep that thing on for that much longer. It's kind of funny. You could have gone to the bathroom and taken it off. I didn't know. You didn't uh, we, tell you, me. We found out at the break at Rule 34. You did. You didn't tell me. Oh, that's, yeah. Yeah. I thought I did tell you. No. Oh, well. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
Anyway, anyway. So yeah, if anybody's interested in chastity, that's great. That's wonderful. I will absolutely take your key, but I will not do it again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Agreed. Like I might try like a softer silicone uh, cock cage. Do I hear you volunteering? No, no. I'm just suggesting that I might try it. But <laughs> that hard plastic piece of shit that we got now, uh-huh. uh, again, it's something that we should probably auction off. <laughs> Anybody, <laughs> anyone who want to drink shots out of my old <laughs> cock cage? You can eat sushi off of my chastity belt. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I mean, we put it in the dishwasher. It's clean. So, you know, it's fine. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah. So thank you very much for giving us this week to to focus on other more creative endeavors. And uh, yeah, Pippin says thanks too. Yeah. We'll catch up next week. Where can people find us? People can find us at by the by podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and on the Twitterverse. You can join our discord. You know how you do that. We've already talked about it. www.patreon.com slash by the by podcast at any level. You can join our discord. Then you can email us the atoms of love at gmail.com. Check out our website, www.bythebuy.com.au. You can contact us through our submissions page there under contact us, or you can just kind of browse around and see all the cool shit that we've got. Uh, there's a lot of resources there that Angela has carefully and craftily put together. So yeah, thank you very much. And we will see you next week. Next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.